Okay, good morning, Boker Tov. Welcome back to our 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to some coffee and donuts. Generously sponsored the 10 Minutes of Meaning series by Jeffrey Gelbin, Memory of Meshulam and David, Shendel, Baz David, Yavner ben Avram Cohen. Thank you very much for your sponsorship and generosity. Enjoy coffee and donuts as we learn about discipline, self-control, and living healthy lives. We are up to Parakutesa, Mesil Sharm, the 19th chapter. The Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato has been describing and defining for us what it, lives, what it means to live a life of our best selves, of our most disciplined selves. What does it mean to be living our best? We've talked about living a life of, of uh, Zahirus, how to live a life of cautiousness and vigilance and watchfulness, how to be mindful of all that we do. Don't be a creature of habit and rote. Don't give in to intuition and instinct. Don't act compulsively. But Zahirus, be mindful and present. Don't that, let that then hold us back. Zrizus, alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm to go out and to change the world. Nikias, how to purge and rid ourselves of our worst character traits, identify them and get rid of them. Precious, how to live without so that we can prove that we are entitled to live with. Tahara, how to live a level of purity where we're not brought down. And, and finally, we are up to Chasidus, piety. In Ramchal's vision, writing in Padua, Italy, 18th century, He's not talking about furry hats and long black coats. A chassid is one who goes above and beyond, who does not get away with the bare minimum, who good is not good enough, but strives to be great in every relationship, as we've been talking about, between Hashem and man, between man and man, between a person and themselves. We're in the middle of Perikites, chapter 19. The chassid who strives to go above and beyond, the chassid, the pious, virtuous individual who doesn't want to get away with the bare minimum is not only kind, is not only sensitive, doesn't only care about human beings, about fellow Jews, about members of their own family, but they are sensitive and aware of all balechayim, of all bria, all of creation and all living beings and all living things. A person who has a sensitive soul, a person who's trying to live a level of righteousness, is not callous is not indifferent or apathetic. They look around and they live in Hashem's world and they are sensitive and aware of Hashem's creatures. And they're constantly trying to be kind and to be sensitive and to be loving. As the Pasuk in Mishle says, the righteous man knows the soul of their own animal. They want to preclude their own animal from suffering. And the Ramchal points out, the prohibition to unnecessarily, gratuitously cause pain to an animal, according to many, is a biblical prohibition. According to others, it is the Rabbanan. Rav Asherayis and Minchas Asher has a long essay where he shows it's Ratzon Torah. There are eight or ten different sources for Tzar Balechayim. Difficult to pin exactly where the Torah says you can't cause pain to an animal. And Rav Asherayis points out this is one of those places where there's a reflection, what is the will of Hashem, even if you can't point to a specific prohibition, it reflects the very will of God. Loving animals, being kind to animals, caring about animals. It's not about the animals. As far as the animal is concerned, the animal does not have the level of soul that we have. Of course, it's about the animal. You don't want to cause pain to the animal. But ultimately, the reason that we are sensitive and caring and kind, the reason, the driver for why we don't want to cause pain to the animal is to cultivate and condition within ourselves to be the type of people we want to be. Are you a person who callously, unnecessarily steps on an ant, kills an animal, walks by a suffering animal, causes an animal to suffer? 
Does that entertain you? When you're a little child, you use a magnifying glass in order to make an ant uh, light on fire from the sun. That's the entertainment of an immature, insensitive, unsophisticated, undeveloped person. Is that who we are even in our own advanced age? Or have we grown? Have we matured? Do we condition ourselves to see and to care about everyone and everything which is living? In fact, it's uh, said the story of Shagav Mendelovich of Torah Vidas was once walking with some of his Talmidim and one of the students ripped a branch, ripped some leaves off the tree. Roshagah Faival chastised, he rebuked him, and he said, we know that we have four levels of existence. We have the inanimate object, we have the vegetative world, we have the living, the animal, and then we have the human kingdom. All four represent Hashem's creation. They represent different components or aspects of Hashem. Even the tree, the branch, the flower, it has a life force, it's living. When you, for no reason at all, simply rip a leaf off the tree, rip a branch, pick a flower, and there's no goal, just like with the animal world. I believe, we believe, animals serve man. So, certainly if they want to be served animal for dinner, it's a very good cause, a very good reason the animal should give its life for my steak dinner. That's a legitimate reason, a legitimate cause. Leather shoes, leather belt, leather chairs. We have animal, we benefit from animals uh, throughout our day and throughout our lives and when it's for a just reason and we are able to um, access that leather in a sensitive way, those are a lot of ifs, but if we can, the animal's there to serve us. Similarly, you're picking flowers to adorn your Shabbos table, the flowers are there to serve us. But the message of Shagav Faival to that Talmud was when you're walking by, do you want to be someone who kills something for no reason? So if you pick the flower for a reason, you pick the flower because of your anniversary, you pick the flower because you want to beautify the Shabbos table. You pick the flower because you want a magnificent chuppah for your child. Then picking the flower is serving a purpose. But when you walk by and mindlessly pick a flower, when you mindlessly kill the flower, you're a murderer in a certain level. You haven't done it for a reason or a benefit. You've simply killed something that had a life force that was one of the four domains, one of the four levels of the creation of God. So says the Ramchal, if we want to cultivate ourselves to be, if we want to condition ourselves to be a chassid, to be pious and virtuous, to live a life not only of goodness, but of greatness, to live with that level of mindfulness and awareness throughout our day, throughout our lives. We're not mindlessly killing time and killing plants and killing animals and killing people with inappropriate behavior that injures them. That is the level we're striving for. So in summary, what is the ideal, what is the aspiration of the chassid? The aspiration of the chassid is compassion and kindness, benevolence, magnanimity must be permanently ingrained in the heart of the pious. Our objective is to live with people in a way they look at us, they say, wow, that's a special person, they're kind, they're loving, they have a simcha zachayim, they have a smile, they have a happiness, they would never injure, they would never harm, they would never hurt someone. Many of us act compulsively. So we tell someone off or we use harsh language. We send an email or a text we regret. We speak in a way which unnecessarily hurts someone. Says the Ramchal, that's not a chassid. If you're a pious person, you live with a mindfulness and awareness, a care and a concern, that you measure your words and we measure our action. And we're living with a level of cognizance and awareness that we would never want to hurt, injure, or hurt, or harm another. All of that is number one. We'll just begin. So that's all intent. The intent 
and the mindfulness of the chassid. The chassid, the pious person, lives with an intent of how a consciousness of how they're living. But the second, says the Ramchal, is both an asiyah. It's in the world of action. It's how we apply and manifest all of that intent. And this too can be measured in two ways. And there are many details. And says the Ramchal, we'll go through them. And we begin. The first two leading principles of how the chassad lives their life, lives his or her life, is yira and ava. Awe and love. These are the two pillars of what does it really mean to live a life of service to Hashem. Of what it really means to be alive, to choose life in this world. Do we live with yira? Not yira sa onesh. The Ramchal here earlier spoke about living with a sense of consequence and accountability. That's a fear of punishment. That in life, every action is a reaction. And when we do things wrong, when we make mistakes, unlike the modern world in which we live that says, just do what you want, as long as no one's hurt, be who you want, define yourself how you want, act how you want, dress how you want, do whatever you want. We as Jews do not believe that. And what a disservice and arguably abuse to our children to raise them with a mentality, just do and be whoever and whatever you want. That's not life, that's not the world that we live in. You can't tell that to your boss, and you can't tell that to your teacher or your school, and that's not the reality of the world. It's not about what brings us pleasure. And the only measure is, does it hurt or harm another? Which itself is not so simple to define or to measure. We live in a world of consequence. We live in a world of accountability. We live in a world of responsibility. Parents have expectations of children. Spouses have expectations of one another. Teachers, administrators have expectations of students. Bosses, employers have expectations of employees. In the real world and in life, there are consequences and there's accountability to the choices that we make. And the same is true ultimately. The ultimate truth is that Hashem has expectations of us. He put us in His world and He gave us the blueprint, the instruction manual for life. And He has expectations of how we live. And when we come up short, we need to know that there are consequences. That's the reality of life. That's Yiras HaOnash. That's a fear of punishment. That's sort of an unsophisticated definition of Yira or a lower level definition. That the Ramchal spoke of earlier. But here he's talking about the Chassid. Here he's talking about not the person who strives to be good. Here we're defining, here is a pep rally for those who strive to be great. And if you want to be great, you don't define Yira by its lowly definition of awe. We define Yira, sorry, lowly definition of fear. We define Yira by its higher definition of awe. So we'll pick up next time with, these are the two pillars of a life of service of Hashem, living with awe and living with love. And that combination of awe and love is the definition of what it really means to be alive. We'll pick up with it next time. Again, thank you to our sponsors. Please help yourself to some coffee and donuts.